the sensitive man. Hello and welcome to episode 23 of the Sensitive Man podcast. I'm Sam Lim, and on this episode, you'll learn more about what somatic therapy really is from Natalia Rachel, the director of Soma Clinic, who's also a trauma therapist. Something that could present is having a situation where you're not feeling very connected in your life. You're not really able to make sense of yourself, and there might be a feeling like something's not quite right, but mm. you can't put your finger on it. Um, and that would normally indicate what's known as a mind-body split, so kind of living outside of your body. So that's one type. And the other reason you would maybe come for somatic therapy is if you are trying to process some trauma in your life. And you also learn from Natalia about different types of trauma. Trauma in itself has become a buzzword. There are a few kinds. So there's traumatic stress or chronic stress, which is traumatic. So if you've just been working really hard for a long time, or you've been sick for a long time, that's traumatic stress. There's shock trauma, where you might have had an accident, like I mentioned before, a car accident, and something like that. That's just very body-based. And then there's relational or developmental trauma, and this connects more to what is complex trauma. So when we've had an experience of trauma. When we're younger, or something that's occurred over a longer period of time, it causes this very complex reaction in us. So it's not singular anymore. What are some myths about somatic therapy? One is that it's all about crying and really big, high-intensity experiences,、mm-hmm. and that's not the case. Of course, people do often come into the room and they may cry or they may shake or even feel the need to to kick around sometimes. But it's all extremely safe. So anything that happens in a in a Somatic therapy session is as the result of the body feeling safe and of the client feeling safe with their practitioner. The other misconception is that the things that occur in a session might be transcendent or energy based、mm. or something like that,、um, but really there's nothing abnormal happening at all. The voice of Natalia Rachel, my special guest on the Sensitive Man podcast. Let's get into the interview with her and discover more about somatic therapy. You're listening to the Sensitive Man. I'm Simon Lim. Hi, Natalia. Hi, Simon. And welcome to my show. Now, Natalia, there are many somatic therapists around the world these days. But how would you define somatic therapy at Soma Clinic? That's a really good question. So, somatic therapy has a number of different formats, but the thing that it has in common is the intention to help bring someone into the body to associate them or somatize them. At Soma Clinic, what's very clear is that there's an intention to not only connect to what's physically going on in the body,、mm-hmm. but also to the possible, I guess, emotions and experiences that may be associated to that. Sure. And what kind of people would seek somatic therapy? I mean, in other words, could you give an example of, let's say,、uh, two types of situations where they need such therapy? Sure. Well, something that could present is having a situation where you're not feeling very connected in your life. You're not really able to make sense of yourself, and there might be a feeling like something's not quite right, but、mm. you can't put your finger on it.、Mm. Um, and that would normally indicate what's known as a mind-body split. So, kind of living outside of your body. 
So that's one type. Mm. And the other reason you would maybe come for somatic therapy is if you are trying to process some trauma in your life. Natalia, so what's the journey like for someone who chooses to undergo somatic therapy? Well, as therapists, we always want to meet a client where they are. So when you come in for somatic therapy, your therapist is going to take some time to get to know you and what's happening in your life. And they're also going to assess whether you are associated, so living firmly in your body, or dissociated, so living a bit outside or disconnected from your body. Mm. And then they're going to use a range of tools, both via talking and through the use of touch, to help you come back into your body, be present, and be able to feel and process anything that's required. Mm-hmm. And that's very interesting. Now, I understand that you specialize in somatic therapy for individuals who suffer from trauma. How do you determine that someone is experiencing trauma? I mean, what are some signs or symptoms? Trauma is a very big topic. Mm. I personally specialize in in the severe end of the spectrum, so with physical and sexual abuse. Mm. Um, But the definition of trauma is when a past experience of threat or danger that's over is still affecting us now. So in our body, there are still danger signals going on and we're experiencing threat even when it's no longer there. So because trauma exists on the spectrum, this can occur from something like a stressful period at work or going through an illness Mm -hmm. or loss of a loved one, but it can also occur from having really difficult experiences experiences earlier in life. And that's the kind of trauma that I specialize in working with. Mm-hmm. Can trauma be cured? Gosh, that's a big question, Simon. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> look, I think, again, this depends on the kind of trauma. So for example, you could have something that's called shock trauma. So mm. for example, a car accident or something where your body's experiencing that state of shock or threat and it can be resolved really without too much trouble. Mm-hmm. If you've experienced something a lot more complicated, like relational or developmental trauma, when this happens when you're younger or over a prolonged period of time, actually there is this thing called a miscalibration or a shift in the nervous system mm-hmm. and the way that the body and the psyche experience the world. And I guess it's a really debatable question as to whether that can be fully resolved or cured in my experience both as someone who's gone through it and now working in this field Mm. I think rather than looking at it as as curing it it's about learning to understand ourselves and help ourselves feel a lot safer and being able to manage any triggers or overwhelming experiences that can pop up in life. And let's talk about the family, family support. You know, Natalia, in understanding more about trauma, what other important things should, you know, family members know about the person who's traumatized? This is a topic that there's not much information on out there, you know, Simon, so I'm glad you asked me this. Mm. When we are existing in a state of trauma, we're responding to the world and to our relationships around us as if there's a sense of threat going on. Mm -hmm. Um, And this can often manifest as emotional outbursts or feeling overwhelmed or not being able to respond or having some other strange symptoms 
in terms of the context of relationship dynamic. Mm. So if someone in your family has experienced trauma, I guess the first thing to understand is that their responses to you and the rest of the family may not be considered normal and finding ways to understand what their triggers are and what's happening inside them and how you can support them to feel safe both in themselves and in relation to you and the rest of the family can go a long way. So when there's trauma in a family, everyone is affected, everyone's interlinked, so it needs to be an inside job to support recovery. The Sensitive Man Natalia, could you elaborate on, let's say, unexplained symptoms that may not be corresponding to uh, standard interventions and how somatic therapy actually helps? So a lot of people end up in somatic therapy that are experiencing Mm -hmm. mental health conditions, so Mm -hmm. maybe anxiety or depression or some of the other diagnoses like bipolar or borderline personality disorder. And perhaps traditional talk therapy or medications aren't really solving the problem. Mm. The other end of the spectrum, people might come in with unexplained pain, fibromyalgia, or strange autoimmune or neurophysiological conditions. Mm. And again, uh, usual or normal treatment options aren't helping them to shift it. And often we find this is because underlying all of the symptoms, there's a threat response in the nervous system. And when we work with somatic therapy to help the body A, feel safer, and B, to process the origin of those threats, wonderful change can occur. And Natalia, your work also addresses the unspoken or you know felt aspect to uh, complex health and trauma. Tell me a bit about this. When we experience something traumatic or overwhelming, what happens is our body and our psyche are very good at protecting us. So a lot of the emotions and memories that are associated with that traumatic experience or relationship become suppressed. So particularly when we're young, a lot of our experience is nonverbal, but really through our life, a lot of our experience is nonverbal too. And when we experience trauma, what happens is the body kind of hides the very overwhelming and difficult content so that we can continue going on with life and coping. Um, And often it's um, that suppressed content that's popping up to say hello and wreak havoc for us later in life. Mm -hmm. So somatic therapy, because it's addressing this nonverbal aspect of ourselves can allow us to tap into those emotions or memories and experiences that have not yet been fully processed and integrated. So Natalia, let's say someone out there who's listening into this podcast and they're really, really, you know, puzzled because they've seeked medical attention for mental health issues, but then um, they don't feel completely fine. They're not great, in other words. What's your advice? You know, this is a really common story. Often when we're seeking traditional mental health services, we're doing a lot of talking and a lot of mental processing. Mm -hmm. And so we can kind of understand what's going on for us, but we don't feel any different. And somatic therapy can support you to process that feeling aspect and try and make a shift there. And could you also share a bit about complex trauma so as to educate my listeners? I mean, what's the difference between trauma and complex trauma? So there are quite a lot of different types of trauma. Trauma in itself has become a buzzword. Mm. So there are a few kinds. So there's traumatic stress or chronic stress, which is traumatic. So if you've just been working really hard for a long time or you've been sick for a long time, that's traumatic stress. There's shock trauma where you might have had an accident, like I mentioned before, a car accident or something like that that's just very body-based. 
And then there's relational or developmental trauma. And this connects more to what is complex trauma. So when we've had an experience of trauma when we're younger or something that's occurred over a longer period of time, it causes this very complex reaction in us. So it's not singular anymore. Mm -hmm. So someone with complex uh, trauma or CPTSD is going to have a very uh, complex response to what's happened. So they might have triggers, for example, if someone stares at them the wrong way or if there's a loud noise or if they don't get enough rest mm. and, and different sort of abnormal things can occur. So that's the difference when we call it complex is that the person is having a complicated experience in response to the traumatic event or relationship. You're listening to The Sensitive Man. I'm Simon Lim. Okay, Natalia, let's get to know you a bit more. So what made you decide to enter this field in practicing somatic therapy? Actually, it's my own journey of trying to understand and recover from my experience of trauma that led me to this field. Oh, what so sort of trauma was career, that? Oh, I've been through a lot of trauma. So I've been through both uh, physical and emotional trauma, and I've also been through medical trauma too. So mm. I, had a, I had a pretty hard life, actually, and, it was, and I got sick. Um, from it. So I had all these unexplained symptoms that we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. And I tried so many things and it wasn't until I started processing through my body somatically that I was able to change and recover. So I, I really believe in it from the perspective of someone who's lived it and gone through it. And that's why I work with it now mm -hmm. um, and why I feel I'm able to, to connect to my clients because I really understand it, not just from the perspective of a therapist but from the perspective of someone who's lived it and who's gotten better. It's interesting that earlier on you mentioned something about autoimmune issues, right? So mm -hmm. there are like people who seek a somatic therapy to um, feel better uh, in treating their autoimmune condition? Absolutely. I mean, it's very complicated, but in essence, when we have an autoimmune condition, our body is attacking itself. Mm. So it's sensing threat within the body. So it makes sense then that if we can help the body to feel much safer, perhaps some of those threat responses may turn off. Natalia, what studies and work experience make you the qualified somatic therapist and, of course, clinic director, in case my listeners intend to seek your service? Sure. Well, I have a pretty interesting background. So after I recovered, I studied a number of things, including hypnotherapy, regression therapy, and craniosacral therapy, and, and a few other things. And over time, I developed the methods that I'm now using at the clinic and teaching to other practitioners. And how do you stay positive you know, in a job that requires you to hear other people's problems on a daily basis? I have to look after myself really well. Mm. So... Every day I exercise, I meditate, I eat really well, I make sure I get enough sleep and I also make sure uh, that after a session at the end of a long day, I'm letting go of, of any emotion that I might have experienced in response to my client's stories. Mm -hmm. And what are some myths you know, about your field of work? There are a couple of myths. One is that it's all about crying and really big high-intensity experiences, mm -hmm. and that's not the case. Of course, people do often come into the room and they may cry or they may shake or even 
feel the need to, to kick around sometimes, but it's all extremely safe. So anything that happens in a, in a somatic therapy session is as the result of the body feeling safe and of the client feeling safe with their practitioner. The other misconception is that the things that occur in a session might be transcendent or energy-based mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, but really, there's nothing abnormal happening at all. It's just that the body feels safe enough to process some of the experiences that it hasn't felt safe enough to process before. Thank you for that insight, Natalia. Now, which country do you originate from? I'm from Australia, Sydney. Oh, lovely place. Yeah, I've been there many times. <laughs> yeah, I studied in Canberra. Nice. <laughs> yes. So how long have you been working in Singapore and what do you like about our people and culture? I've been here for four years and hoping to stay for a lot longer. Coming to Singapore has been a wonderful experience for me. You know, I never lived anywhere other than in Australia. Mm. So to get to know a new culture and also not even only Singaporeans, but it's such a multicultural nation. So being able to connect to people from all over the world and for me as a, as a therapist and someone who's really interested in, in the psyche, it's been really beautiful to see that underneath everything, you know, we're all the same, but we do all have these, these certain ways that we've adapted in our lives based on where we've grown up and a lot of cultural differences. So it's been really eye-opening for me and I feel really grateful to be here. And you sound like a wonderful woman. So what's one yeah. positive philosophy for life that you subscribe to? Because I can feel this joy and, you know, a softness and kindness in you. So tell us about your philosophy. I think in a nutshell, it's just to be authentic with myself Mm -hmm. and not try to be anything I'm not and make space to feel the highs and the lows. Pretty simple. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I want to wish you all the best, Natalia. Thank you for being on the Sensitive Man podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it, Simon. And that was Natalia Rachel, the director of Soma Clinic, who's a trauma therapist. And you can also follow her on Instagram. And her Instagram handle is Natalia underscore Rachel underscore change. That's Natalia underscore Rachel underscore change. And I'll include the link in the text portion of this podcast. And this type of therapy may just be what someone suffering from trauma needs. I'm Simon, and thanks for listening to The Sensitive Man Podcast. The Sensitive Man. The Sensitive Man is a production of SPH Radio. I'm Simon Lim, your host and producer for this podcast. Special thanks to Joseph McDade for the music. You can also find this show on iTunes, Google Podcast, and streaming on Google Home. And now you can listen to The Sensitive Man podcast on the official SPH Radio app.